Hello everyone and welcome back to the Traveling Artist Podcast. This podcast is about leisure travel and the different experiences we all have when traveling. As well, talking about our journeys through life and representation of Canadian arts and culture. I'm your host, Easton Berendred. We're now heading across the pond to visit a couple of friends. Natasha Gray is our next guest from Edinburgh, Scotland. She has traveled to so many different places around the world, spanning from North America, Europe, Asia, New Zealand, and lots more. She's an avid traveler and looks for new places to go with friends. Natasha and I met in Alberta in 2019 when we were both working at the Columbia Icefield. This was her second year living and working there. She has fallen in love with the Canadian Rockies like everyone seems to do and is coming back to Canada this month. So let's get started. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. It's nice to speak to you. Nice to hear your voice again. It's been a while. Oh my gosh, does it ever feel nice to feel you coming through the microphone again? No, but how has it been? It has been a while since we've last chatted, over the phone at least. Yeah, we talk a lot, um, I guess, over Messenger, but yeah, I haven't spoken to you for for quite some time. Oh my gosh, I can't. Oh, I love the accent already. I can't. <laughs> and you're on your way over here soon, so how are you feeling about that? um yeah I think it's it I fly in like five or six days back to Canada it was it happened really fast honestly being a bit of like a whirlwind couple of weeks trying to sort everything out but I'm just doing like a little a little bit every day and it's all kind of it's all coming together good good and I mean how and maybe you can explain it because I know after COVID all of us or at least I will be looking into the visa process but how did the visa process work pre-pandemic versus uh, during the pandemic if you want to kind of go into that so there's actually only one one big difference just this year with the pandemic Mm -hmm. Um, for instance this year you need a job to be able to apply for the visa and have your visa approved um so of course normally like so I've done visas in Australia and New Zealand and Canada and you normally just well I normally just like get a visa and I just kind of go with no plans kind of just winging it um but this year yeah they were really strict on of course people having jobs because you need to be I guess um like considered you need an essential reason to travel just now so having a job is your essential reason to be in Canada okay interesting and I mean that is quite a big difference because you can't just like you've done before apply and then just go there and find a job you have to like actually have proof that okay it is essential I am going for a reason and not just a leisurely (laughs) stroll in the country backpacking trip yeah (laughs) I think I'm pretty lucky as well, though, in that I have already been to Canada, so it was easy for me to find a job. It would certainly not be easy for, I don't think, for other people who maybe don't have any connections or anything. So it's a yeah. more of a difficult time, definitely. Yeah, you never really thought about that is how hard is it now to get in without having those uh, prior, right? Yeah, and I think they're pretty strict at like checking and following up making sure that you're actually going to go to your job and everything like that so Mm -hmm. no it's a different world different world in general nowadays but with COVID and changing and all that how has that kind of shaped 
or how has that taken an impact or effect on your life within more than a year now, believe it or not? Yeah, it's been, it's like a very unexpected last year. So like when I left Canada last March, I think I left only a couple of days after Canada closed its borders. So like the airport was absolutely dead. Um, I think there were only two flights going out of my terminal that night when I left Canada. And I was only supposed to go back to Scot, come back to Scotland for 10 days. And it's now, what, like 14 months later and I'm finally only getting to leave now. <laughs> so it certainly was a bit unexpected. And when I remember when I like first came home I, and like things were closing, they were, we went into a lockdown pretty quickly after I got back to the UK. And I was like, yeah, like a couple months time, it'll be fine. I'll just leave again in like three months maximum. It'll be no bother. I can just hang out for three months. <laughs> I was there. Uh, yeah, I was definitely, definitely very wrong. You were wrong in that aspect. But I mean, at least you got home because a lot of people are still stranded or were stranded for a long time up until yeah. they could get a flight. But I do remember you in the airport. You had to sleep in the airport, I think, the one night. And then you flew out. But it, like you said, it was an adjustment. And I mean, how how have you, like, have you got done hobbies? Have you, like, obviously you've survived with different jobs. And I get the Snapchats yeah. in the particular place. <laughs> <laughs> Me skiving in the toilets at work every day. I haven't done that for a little while. I have a job. I have a good job now, or I had a good job until I left a couple of days ago. Yeah, I've had um, it's it's been really hard. It was quite hard to find work as well in the UK because of lockdown and like so many things shut down. So mm-hmm. it was a really really difficult time to like find work. But I have. I've kind of like mostly just worked part time for much of the past year. Um, most recently, I was working with the ambulance service, okay. which was actually really good doing like COVID testing. Mm. Um, sounds like a really important job, but honestly, it was like one of the most chill jobs I've ever had. <laughs> and I mean, hey, you're getting paid for it, so I wouldn't be complaining no. either. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a pretty sweet deal. I wouldn't have left if I wasn't coming back to Canada, to be honest, but. <laughs> oh no that's great and I mean at least you kept yourself busy because that's probably the hardest part is that if you don't have something on your plate or if you're not doing something then you're just gonna sit and be bored essentially at home yeah I mean I did have a couple of months when I wasn't working and I, I, I don't even know I think I wasn't working for about three months and I couldn't even tell you a single thing I did in that time like I honestly did nothing Oh my gosh. And I mean, sat around, looked for jobs. And then I honestly, and we were, I think we were in lockdown at that point too. So I couldn't even like see my friends or anything. It was just. Yeah, it was a weird time. And I mean, in Canada right now, that's what we're going through. And it's it's kind of bittersweet because you have somewhat, um, I don't know the regulations and maybe you can say that what they are, but you've kind of lessened your restrictions over there it seems or Europe in general is getting better with the vaccine rollout whereas Canada we're kind of I don't want to say struggling at the moment but it's been an uphill battle for sure. Yeah I feel like I'm maybe I'm leaving somewhere where the restrictions are getting eased and I'm going to come back to Canada where it's going to go the other way potentially but it's hard to know what's going to happen so we've been in lockdown since boxing day so since december Mm. and um, they did start relaxing 
um like restrictions they have like i'm sure it's similar like different levels that they ease out of the lockdown okay um, so like last week for example like all the pubs and the shops and stuff opened um there's not really much that's still in the way of restrictions apart from how many people you're allowed to meet okay. but there are definitely still uh some things you can't do there's still a lot of things or some things like you said that you can't do so it's not too bad but getting into Canada and coming over do you have any um do you have any worries while traveling during the pandemic versus when you left it just started and now you're in the middle of it um I think so I am I am quite nervous about it and I I, I'm not gonna be like feeling like I'm even on my way to Canada until I'm on that plane to Calgary there are quite a lot of um like obviously you have to do covid tests and then they're checking like all of your documents i think at every single stage at the airport um by the sounds of it and i'm flying through amsterdam as well so they're going to do it in edinburgh and then amsterdam and then calgary so i think it's just i really need to be prepared with everything i need and then i'm being very conscious as well like i have been very very good with the rules but i'm being very conscious if i'm seeing my friends like keep my distance to not be indoors with other people, especially like in this week before I'm flying, because if I caught COVID, it would be the worst possible time for it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you don't really want that. And I remember uh, when Amy, uh, our friend Amy yeah. from the ice was leaving, she felt the exact same way. And it's just that I don't want to say paranormal, but yeah, it's worrisome. And it's that stomach feeling of, oh, my gosh, what if the worst case scenario happens? But if you're cautious, if you're following the rules and you have everything organized, which I know you do, Natasha, so you don't need yeah. to worry, <laughs> you're going to be fine. But like you said, I think now more than ever, you just have to be prepared for anything to happen because it's ever so changing. And if you miss just the slightest thing, well, that can determine a yes or no right there and then. It'll be okay. It'll if be I say fine. it'll be okay, hopefully it'll be okay. <laughs> it'll be fine. Don't worry. And I mean coming back to Canada you're also very happy to come back and you're going to be seeing friends again and you're going to be in your place and seeing the mountains and having yeah. a great and grand old experience for it's two years your visa is right yeah it's another two years yeah awesome and it's another two years of exploring and hopefully by the end of this year crossing our fingers knock on wood that COVID and the restrictions have lessened but you never know I'm looking forward there are a lot of people who I want to see who are still in like the Bow Valley and then all around like people in Ontario and Ireland like someplace in BC I made a lot of really really good friends in Canada and I'm very excited to see a lot of people I'm also honestly I miss those mountains like so much Easton you have no idea <laughs> you have no idea how much I miss the Rockies yes. like I'm just, I just want to like I just want to go and like float on a lake one day with a bunch of people and just like drink a beer and I'll I'll it'll be bliss it'll be so perfect yes go to Abraham Lake get one of the oh, floats, yeah. go with Abby go with Mal go with everyone yeah. from who we've worked with before and just have a great time and that will be it will be so nice go camping at Abraham oh I just just like this like the chill simple simple things I'm looking like, forward to yeah it's like the simple life all over again <laughs> what has been um one of your proudest moments greatest moments funniest moments that you've had in Canada 
Oh, there's so many like good things that I look back on, honestly. I do think like my first season at the ice was like one of the best summers I've ever had. That was the year before we met, the one fortunately we <laughs> met in 2019, right? Yes. Oh yeah, the 2018. <laughs> that was still a good year, but <laughs> I think your first year is like really is the one you look back on with like the fondest memories, right? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And you also had a little bit of hair in 2018 too. It's going back. <laughs> it's like it. I, I mean, it's taken its, its time, but it's it's on its way back. I know, and I'm loving it. I'm loving the curls. I love the color. So, I mean, hopefully sooner rather than later, I'll get to see you. Like we've said, hopefully in the summer yeah. or fall. But I cannot wait to see that hair in person. To be honest, <laughs> honestly, it's like. It's really a process. That was probably one of, a, that was a good memory actually, was sitting on the deck at the ice, like drinking, a, I think I was just like drinking a beer or some wine and then people just like cut my hair off and then shaved my head. It was so liberating. Just like one day after work, I think I did it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and like not that many people knew and I just went into the, um, into like, um, Oh my god! Why can I not think of the word? Like where we had food. Oh, staff camp. <laughs> and staff camp, and everyone was like, "Oh my fucking god, what have you done?" I'm sorry, I just swore. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. I had this like bald, shiny head, and like for the first two weeks, every time I looked in a mirror, I was like, "Oh my god, what have I done?" <laughs> Uh, but like you said you just went off and did it it felt liberating and I mean it also it does do you and I mean we've come to love it but I also love having you with hair <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see if I'm gonna commit to it I'm gonna give it a year of growing and then decide to keep it or to shave it again I'm not sure yet uh, it's a lot of effort honestly I forgot how much effort goes into having hair and especially curly hair <laughs> mm, yeah because if you want it not curly, then you have to blow it out. If you want it curly, yeah. then you have to do it a specific way. So find the right products. But yeah, it's yeah. okay. I just uh, I'll be just wearing a hat to be honest at work for the past couple months, so I don't have to deal with it. But I won't be able to do that when I come back to Canada. So. <laughs> Uh, no, that's good. And I mean, those small moments, like you said, you just really enjoy. And honestly, living in the mountains, it's just that chill, laid back, relaxing life. So just getting back into that with the pandemic or no pandemic. It just, it feels nice because there's no worry. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think also like having the mountains there, if there are restrictions, like if we're still allowed to go out for hikes, it'll be, it'll be nice and something to do. Whereas here, like for quite a while, you were not allowed to go further than five miles from your house. And yeah. like, there's not, I mean, I feel like I've walked like every single possible walk I can do around where I live. Like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I've discovered so many new places, but I'm also like, how many times can I do the same walk in a week without like just wanting to sit in the house and do nothing instead? <laughs> right. Honestly. And I mean, that's another thing that I wanted to ask you is like having been around the world so much, do you look for those authentic or local experiences and local, I don't want to say attractions, but places to go versus the typical tourist attractions, basically? I mean, yeah, I will, I'll still go to the tourist attractions, definitely. Um, I mean, I guess it depends, like, what country you're in. But yeah, I like, normally when I'm traveling, especially when I'm traveling and not working, I kind of don't really make any plans and just 
kind of see what happens, see who I meet, if they have like a cool idea, a cool place they want to go to, and it sounds like something I'll be interested in, I'll go with them. Or yeah, like I remember when I was in Asia, I used to just we used to just like hire mopeds and just drive with like no sense of direction, no idea where we were going, <laughs> and just kind of see where we ended up. And sometimes we would end up in the most like beautiful places where there was no one around and we would have never found it any other way. Yeah. So kind of a, a mix. I definitely I would I don't not go to tourist attractions, but certainly a good mix. Or just even just walking around like in parks and stuff and people watching is always a good way to get a feel for where you are as well. Mm-hmm. No. And speaking of people watching, you and I have both <laughs> been through the ice season to learn different people and different uh, nationalities and obviously that. But what's one funny moment that you've had with a guest or with um, a tourist? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, um, can, I, can I think of one right now? whether it's loading a bus or telling them directions or dealing with a tour guide okay I have a good one I think this happened in my first year I think um so um like at the ice specifically um so you'll know but there's like a hallway where you you check people's tickets and you send them down this like this little hallway to get to the bus and someone was like oh so the glacier's in this hall I was like (laughs) I was like what do you like I don't I don't even really remember how I acted because I was just so shocked that this person clearly just had no concept of where they were and like I like how did they not drive in and see the glacier when they were on their way in to the building or anything they were like oh so the glacier's in this hallway that was the stupidest question I think I've ever had anyway oh gosh and I mean being in the tourist maybe they just really didn't know know. (laughs) i'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt a lot more now but yeah yeah (laughs) i don't know i know you get those stupid questions and you're just like did you pack a brain today did you see like like you said did you see the glacier and i mean it's it's just interesting how people think and how people process things. But yes, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt because they might not know where they are, but still it's like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be a lot more mindful that maybe people just truly have no idea the answer and I have to <laughs> like I have to just assume that they just really don't know and I have to not look at them like they're stupid. <laughs> Right, you just have to bite your tongue and be like, "Oh no, it's actually across the road." Yeah, it's actually outside. <laughs> Crazy. Ah, uh, not in a building. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that was the that was the funniest one I got, but uh, that's but, okay. I mean, that's where you meet so many people and you discover new things or new mannerisms that each nationality or each person does coming through a tourist um, attraction, and I mean being travelers ourselves is that we see that and like we talked about you kind of go places and you end up wherever but also on a flip side is that you get to experience new things new foods new cultures new everything and I mean for you and I've kind of seen it as well but I would kind of want to touch on your because you're vegan vegan yeah vegan so that's what I thought and I said or I want to ask is like going to these places and being vegan is it hard for you to find foods that you can eat or do you somewhat cheat some days and then I used to be a very very strict vegan like I used to be kind of one you know like everyone's always 
like those vegans people make fun of because they're like they're like psycho yeah like I kind of used to be like one of those okay okay (laughs) I like I just have to admit like I used to be kind of one of those like super judgy ones especially like years ago when I first went vegan but now like honestly if I can't if I really can't find something to eat like I'll have like some eggs or something I'll never have meat and I'll try and stay away from dairy because it's just it doesn't kind of sit well with me but Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes when I'm traveling, I will have some eggs on something. Yeah, mostly eggs is what I would kind of, I guess, cheat with. But most of the time, I think because I have been vegan as well for like seven years, it's kind of become easier over time as well to like understand the kind of places to go or like the things to look out for for vegan yeah. options. No, that's good. And I mean, like you said, it really depends on where you're going. And that's where maybe. Uh, you can go and buy certain things and then make your own meal when you get back to a hostel or hotel or whatnot and but it can't yeah I do agree it can be difficult but worst comes to worst you're gonna have to cheat somewhere and with you it's gonna be more dairy than meat but I mean yeah it's it's a lot I don't want to say it's a lot of work but it's a lot of dedication and like you said you could be a psycho at some points, but you can also be like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. I got this. I can do that. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just need to chill. Like, it's not the people's fault if they don't have something I can eat either. Like, I used to get really mad about that kind of stuff. But now I'm like, well, like, it's also partly my responsibility to be prepared and have some food I can eat. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it is honestly absolutely fine. Yeah, no, of course. And I mean, with traveling as well, what do you look for when traveling? Like, do you have a specific uh, itinerary in mind or say, okay, I haven't been here yet. Do you want to want to go there and then plan it around there? Like what, while traveling and while kind of planning your next trip, what kind of goes through your mind in the um, early developments or planning stages of it? Yeah, I always... I try and go places I haven't been before and I do try and stick in like countries that are easy to get to like from each other like um countries that are either border each other or they're like just a short flight or boat or whatever away mm-hmm. um so like last year um I was supposed to go on like a six month Central America and like Cuba and the Bahamas trip that obviously COVID did not allow that to happen yes. um but, like, the reason that I, uh, like, kind of was going to go there was just because one of my friends really, really wanted to go to Cuba. And she was like, do you want to go? And I was like, of course I want to go. I haven't been to Cuba. Why not? I don't have any right. plans. Like, <laughs> And then from from that, so we, her and I were going to go to Cuba and the Bahamas. And then I was going to go by myself from, like, Mexico down to Panama just because I was already there. You know, I was at that point hopefully just going to be waiting for a new visa, which mm-hmm. wasn't happened because that all got kind of shut down but um that started yeah because my friend wanted to go to Cuba and I was like I was like yeah I'll be unemployed at that point and I'll have the money to do it I'll just come with you like right like it's just a holiday you pick up and go (laughs) yeah and then when I'm in Europe to be honest so like the way I normally pick my trips when I'm here because like flights are so cheap in Europe like it's it's crazy so last year I went to Germany and it was 20 pound return which is like I think it's like 35 dollars or something less or maybe yeah so when I'm in the UK I just kind of find a cheap flight and then 
go wherever the cheapest flights are or like a reasonably priced flight but i would never pay more than like 40 or 50 dollars for a return flight in europe i would think it was too expensive if it was more than that which is crazy it's so crazy compared to canada yeah like hearing your numbers and like especially traveling from canada to europe and then you hear within europe it's so much cheaper it's like oh my god that's like a grocery bill for us or like a phone yeah. bill for us and it's like I could fly somewhere else for that <laughs> but it's just I think it's just everything is so close and then the airlines fly to like the planes do so many different flights a day like they do make you pay for like every additional thing so like if you want to bring luggage you have to pay if you want any food you have to pay if you want to pick your seat you have to pay but I don't ever really do that stuff. I just kind of pay for the seat and take hand luggage and then that's plenty. Yeah. And I mean, you know? that's a smart way of traveling too. It's not too much. It's not too little. It's just just right. And like you said, it's just a plane ride away. And like, yeah. uh, I know last year you went to Germany and that was just quick and easy just like that. Yeah, I booked that like less than a week before I went as well. I'm sure. It was a pretty last minute trip yeah so it's I find it easier I think and I don't know you might know better than me but I find it easier to book trips over there when it's like so close and like within within countries and and like just close together but if it's like from one country so Canada to like Scotland London France Spain wherever it's like a longer process and obviously it's going to be a lot higher with um with the closer days you book obviously but it's surprising shocking but it's mind-blowing as well <laughs> i took you on like a bit of a virtual tour of london last week yes and i mean week before? yeah yeah i think it was last week but that was so nice to see and that's another thing that i always um wonder is like even in canada we always get like, oh, you live in igloos, you live with polar bears, you bathe in maple <laughs> syrup, you drink maple syrup as like an alcoholic beverage. So like coming from a different place and seeing Canada and like obviously when people go over to Europe and like Scotland, Edinburgh, UK, things like that, do you find there's a certain stereotype that people like put uh, put together with you or that there's different like... I don't know how to like describe it, but I think of stereotype as the one main thing. But are there similar? Are there things like that over there? Well, um, just on like a bit of a tangent. Now you're talking about stereotypes and like Canadians. So someone from work the other day, like I don't know what they think Canada is like, but they asked me if I can get like parcels and mails delivered in Canada. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, we have post offices and like like post boxes of course I can get mail delivered in Canada I was like it's a like it's it's a developed country what actually actually to before you go on I have to butt in and say when I was living in Kananaskis our mail came in on a truck obviously but then it was so Canadian that our our um our manager who ran our residence building had to um slay it slay all the parcels put all the parcels on a sleigh and slay it through the snow every day (laughs) so how canadian is that yeah that's like some north pole stuff right there (laughs) but continue 
Um, I just, oh yeah, so that was a funny thing someone asked me the other day. I was like, yeah, we have mail. We also have like electricity. What a stupid question. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, like, for example, when I was talking to Hannah the last time, she's like, oh, like everyone thinks like Paris, France is so nice. It's like so romantic. Oh, yeah. It's like not really. Yeah. Um, I mean, Paris is nice. I don't want to yeah. like completely sleep Paris. <laughs> well, it's like London. Like, I don't, have you been to London before? No. And that's where I really no. want to go. So, okay. I don't know. More, more so history and like obviously a job, but then also like discovering new places around and meeting locals, I guess. Yeah. That's well, I mean, my- there certainly is a lot of history that you would definitely get to see, but I guess, okay. So like one for England or like London is, Everyone always thinks that, like, I don't know if you've ever seen those memes floating around of, like, what people think, like, English or, like, British men are like versus, like, what they're actually like. Like, everyone thinks they're, like, these really romantic and have these really, like, posh accents and, like, (laughs) Uh, have you seen them? Yes. (laughs) And then they're just, like, and then you actually see, like, people in the UK and they're just, like, absolutely nothing like that. I can't really explain it without doing a really bad impression, which I'm not going to do. Um, <laughs> but like, so, but London is nice. Um, I mean, it's so busy. It's kind of like, it's kind of dirty, in my opinion. It's kind of grotty. Mm. Like, it wasn't as bad the last time I was there because of like the pandemic. I think there's been way less people there. But yeah, I mean, for like Scotland, I remember some, oh, I remember one time someone asking me if Scotland was one of the countries that didn't get, um, like, where the sun never set. I was like, what? What? You know yeah, you know how, like, really far north, there's places where, like, in summer, the sun doesn't set and in winter, the sun doesn't rise. Yeah. They were like, yeah, that's like you guys in Scotland, right? I was like, definitely not. No. Like, no. where do you think we are in the world? Do you have any concept of the map of the world? <laughs> oh, gosh. Or people think that, like, men just wear kilts all the time. Oh. Or, yes. you know, that one. Um, I don't know. I don't really think there's any. I mean, maybe there are, and I just can't think of any of them just now. Stereotype. <laughs> now it's going to be on your mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, everyone, every place and everyone thinks uh, a different stereotype or a different norm or mannerism or whatnot. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is and people will have that obviously. And for me, it's history for other people. It's maybe the tours, tourist attractions, or like you said, the men and the different personalities and what you think versus what reality is. So yeah, like the kind of people you actually meet versus (laughs) what you think you're going to meet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, but it's it's very different it's always changing and it's weird sometimes it is weird to think that no that's not right no what are you talking about (laughs) one more question to end it off what's one place you haven't been but would like to go oh what a good question okay I would do you know I would actually love to do like it's not really just one specific country but I've always wanted to do like a road trip um through Africa ah okay like through a couple like through Tanzania and Zambia and stuff I went to Kenya when I was like 19 and I would love to go back but just do a couple of the other countries 
that have like some amazing history and like some beautiful scenery and I feel like that's not really the kind of place you just go and backpack so that's certainly something I would have to that would be more of a planned trip but if there were no limitations on like money and stuff like that as well then yeah somewhere somewhere like that I like that no I I did not picture you saying that but I like that idea (laughs) what did you think I was gonna say I was probably going to say, well, you have been everywhere, so it's kind of hard, but (laughs) (laughs) you would probably say you would want to do the South America trip that you had planned and Cuba and Bahamas, but I did not pinpoint you for Africa and a road trip, but I will say I do like the idea of a road trip because that's what I want to do for North America once it's safe to do so. Yeah, definitely. It's like, I think it's a good way to see places right and you have the freedom then too to kind of like pick and choose you do where you want to go you can alter your trip normally pretty easily as well Mm -hmm. but I mean a road trip like you said you have that freedom and you can change it up if you don't like something or you don't have to stay for uh the scheduled time that you had or whatnot plus you can you can do like uh oh what is it a van life you can live a van life (laughs) Van life. I have done that before for a little while, but uh, yeah, not not long term. That would be fun too. I think yeah. um, the Pan Am Highway as well. That's the one that starts in like Alaska, and you can go all the way to South America. That would be. Mm, that I mean, would be beautiful. That's massive. Yes, I like that idea, and especially Africa too. Not a lot of people will say that as well, but I think that's just another beautiful place to go. Oh yeah, definitely. I will get around to it at some point, but um. Yeah, I think a bit more planning goes into goes into that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. But thank you again for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for, yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's been lovely chatting with you and catching up. And we've had a great discussion about all different types of topics and conversations as well. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, you're very welcome. I'm excited to hopefully see you. This year, I hope. Yeah. It depends, of course, on pandemic travel restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. Natasha and I had an amazing conversation and nice catch up with one another, talking about the process of visas and traveling during the pandemic to different countries, as well favorite moments in Canada and how traveling can be hard for vegans if you don't plan a little bit in advance. Like Siobhan, Natasha has also made it into Canada safe and sound. She is now in the process of quarantining before adventuring around the Banff and Jasper National Parks once again. If you'd like to get to know Natasha a bit more, you can follow her on the Instagram at Natasha underscore Gray underscore. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week for a brand new episode. For more information, follow us on Instagram at the Traveling Artist double underscore. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and don't forget, stay humble and live your life in the moment. We'll see you later.